Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode, what, 49? 40, uh, yeah, 49. Yep. 49. A stands and fits. We will talk about some Iowa State hoops, and then we're going to talk about some bowl games as well. As always, presented by professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. What's up, brother? How's it going today? It is going. I've had a busy afternoon at work. We're kind of doing a lot of end-of-the-year stuff, so been packed wall to wall there you go doing stuff what do you have like what kind of so when christmas time comes do you get time off like besides just christmas day um i get christmas eve off and then i also get new year's day okay um and then obviously this year i'm taking three extra days off to go to the bowl game so actually my wife gets you know the natural teachers christmas yeah break so i actually get to take that with her this year so that's kind of nice nice there you go That'll uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you want to start with the Seahawks game? Yeah, sure. Unfortunately, we had to start with that. Unfortunately, uh, what uh, what were your thoughts? Um, honestly, thought they they did enough on offense. They just couldn't get stops. I yeah, thought. yeah. When I you think, put up what eighty four points, yeah. usually you should be able to win the basketball game. <laughs> exactly. And I I will obviously had a few guys who shot out of their minds, and then I think. A big part of that, and I think other people have talked about it too, is that Solomon Young could have provided a lot uh, on the the interior for defense too. Yeah. So he was sorely missed. Yeah. And I mean, my thing, I know a lot of people have criticized the way that they guarded Tyler Cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious. It's hard not to when yeah. the guy goes 12 for 16 from the field and drops 26 points. But I mean, I thought THT did a good job at the beginning of the game because mm-hmm. he just didn't let him get the ball. Yeah. But when you have to do that for 40 minutes... Yeah. And you're six foot four and half a foot shorter than you're, that all conference big man. All yeah. of a sudden, then you know when you're you're in minute twenty or minute thirty, and you're like, man, I'm getting kind of tired. Like this guy's hard to guard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that guy starts to kick your ass, and it just and then he gets on a little bit of a roll. And yeah, that uh, I think that contributed to a lot of stuff. And obviously, being in Carver Hawkeye Arena as opposed to Hilton Coliseum probably played a little bit of a factor as like to why Iowa you know played overall better. But I think if you look back at last year's game too, I do think that. Solomon's impact on the defensive end was really understated, even in last year's game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, and that's where Solomon has made his biggest contribution. Not, I mean, obviously he hasn't made any kind of contribution this year, but mm. in his entire career, really is on that defensive end, being kind of an enforcer yeah. type, being the being the muscle. Yep. Uh, and I think Michael Jacobson has some of that in him, but that's just what that's like. What it Solomon is, yeah. you know. Solomon seems. Jacobson's a, a pretty good defender in, in his own right, but I think that Solomon's just built more solid. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like Solomon is the... he Jacobson still has the ability to go to, on the offensive end and like do some stuff with the mid-range and all that kind of stuff. Solomon can do a little bit of that, mm. but you don't expect it from him. No. You know, it's just not what his role is. When exactly. he comes back, he'll just be the guy that's in there to... Like I feel like if you were on people, if you were if you were scheming for Iowa State, you'd be like, oh yeah, if Solomon Young is gonna take a fifteen footer, you let him have that, you yeah. know, four or five times. I don't think anybody's talked on here about the uh, the the little scuffles. I was what, actually what, gonna ask you about that, but what, what'd you think? I thought I don't think any of it was that big of a deal. I was entertained no. by it as yeah, as someone who was watching. Right. Um. The I think the first little scuffle where Prome came out onto the the court in the middle of the game. I think that was mainly Connor McCaffrey jawing, and then obviously Michael Jacobson got too involved in it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I would put that one probably on McCaffrey. Well, it's then, and then it's when Pemsel comes in and 
Yeah, and starts being a tough guy. Right, sprints from the baseline to come in and shove Michael Jacobson yeah. out of the way. Pemsel was stirring the pot all night too. But then I think at the end of the game, I, I would say that Iowa State was the ones that didn't need to do what they did. Like I, I don't think Shayok or Jacobson need to be poking at the ball like they were. I know, I know the whole yeah, play until the final buzzer thing. Yeah applies and some people think that oh it was warranted because of that but i think i mean if we want to be technical about it there's in that situation there's probably no reason to start throwing bows around you yeah know, where it, it's just like just like yeah. hold the ball dude the game's about to end and then probably we'll stop mm. you know but then the thing that bothered me after the game was iowa fans were making a huge deal about prone putting his hands on tyler cook like it was some kind of like he was gonna oh he's gonna about to you know punch tyler cook out well, there that, or something. That's what I didn't understand. I don't think that's. I think that's what like Prom didn't even understand where the Iowa assistant ran in and said, "Get your hands off my players." Yeah, he was. He was literally and, just trying to separate. Right, everyone. and Prom's like, "I'm just trying to like break this stuff up so we can shake hands and get out of here." Yeah, like I don't. What am I gonna do? Come out there and assault someone? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I mean, it, and anybody that's ever met Steve Prom knows that he's about as even killed of a human being as you're ever gonna see. Exactly. And that's why to see him getting as mad as he was at some of the officiating. And just to see him as fired up as he was for really the entire game, you could tell that everybody was in full rivalry mode that night. Definitely. And I actually really enjoyed seeing that side of Steam Pro, Steve Prohm. Because I think a lot of people wonder, like, that was even one of the criticisms of Fred back in the day. Like, people wondered if he was just too mellow on the sidelines. Yeah. But you, you saw that side of him come out in Steve Prohm, and it was really, really fun. Well, and I do, think, I do think that being – I mean, if I, I prefer that mellow – kind of person oh yeah because i think that when you have like a coach who's got a very volatile personality once they kind of get once things start to go south and they and things start to go a little (laughs) out of control frame the cap you can start to see that come out in their team yeah uh notice which coach was more calm on that night and whose team played better yeah you know what i'm saying and yeah. i'm not saying that's really has anything to do with it yeah but it's just like the co- teams a lot of times will take on the personality of their coach yep. to some level yeah and you know i would say that 98 percent of the time prom is exactly what you described like they're, right. he's even killed but at the same time when it's warranted he gets his emotions out a little bit gets his emotions out and he hey I, sometimes you well, gotta well, do that. Sometimes it's gotta happen, man. I thought there yeah. were some situations in which it had to happen, and uh, I don't think that anything Steve did on on Thursday night was uh, out of hand, no. out of line. Agreed. You know? uh, I don't know what more there is to say about that game. It was, just, it was just a, it was just a rivalry game, you know. Guys chirping at each other, you know, yeah. getting up with each other's grills. It's just what you expect from a big in-state rivalry. I was just gonna say. I mean, I. Does it, do we want it any other way? Like, no, like I, I, I even I'd rather I would, know that the teams hate each other than, and, yeah, and it's like real than, uh, <laughs> like a mutual respect, right? Then have them have them have a mutual respect, and it's like, uh, just a normal game because yeah. it isn't really just a normal game. No, know? it's it's a big game, and uh, even though Iowa State came out on the the wrong end of the final result, it was still entertaining to watch. Well, and you can still respect each other when the game's over, yeah. you know, or in, before in the, the game. In the heat of battle, you can right. let some of that hatred come out. In the heat of the competition, you can sit there and be like, I don't like that guy. No. You know? Exactly. And I think that's probably where, I mean, that's where people, Iowa fans probably were on George and Yang. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact it's where a lot of Iowa State fans were on Cordell Pemsel that night. Yeah. Where a lot of people on Twitter are like, I don't like that guy. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I think that stems back a little bit to last year when he went to the, into the student section. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other situation. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That guy's... And oh, by the way, like him coming back from his supposedly like season-ending injury, 
just to finally get back and play Iowa State. I don't know. Is he going to play more this season? I I think that's the plan. It's supposed to be. He's supposed. To, I don't think it can. His injury can get any worse. Is what they were saying. Okay. So at this point, might it'll as well be play. interesting to see if what how that uh, all shakes out though. Yeah. Obviously, they did uh, benefit from him being back. He made some good plays. And he made he got, some good plays, and, and he, I think he set a tone. I mean, exactly. I, that's, that's. I think what I was that gonna say. that moment in the game, things really flipped. It was, it became clear that one team was there ready for a rock fight. And I don't think that the other one was, yep. you know, yep. uh, and that's just because, and I do think that more often than not rock fight isn't necessary with the way that Penzel acted. I think he can get away with that, especially given the location. He couldn't have done that in Hill call Sam. Oh no. At that point he would have been the most hated man in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. Like yep. there, there would have been riots. Well, let's not go that far. I don't know. You never know. This is what, this is the Visha. I was just gonna say what what could instigate mindset. what could instigate uh, instigate a greater riot, Visha or uh, the return of Visha, or uh, <laughs> uh, Cordell Pemsel uh, shoving Michael Jacobson in Hilton Coliseum. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. But dude, that that kind of makes me wonder if they ever did bring back Visha, would people like purposely riot just because that's the whole thing that it's associated with? Would they ruin it from the get-go? I was going to say, I'd like to think that no, uh, that may, everyone would have a little bit more self-control, but I would have thought the same thing when it was back the first time and then it, you know, obviously it all, yeah, it, it didn't last very long. And that's so. the unfortunate thing. And that's why they basically, they've brought back some of the Visha traditions, like with the whole parade and whatnot, but they've kind of like... Well, they bring back, they brought back the parade. Well, I think there's a, there, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's a parade sometime in the spring and there's also the concert. Every year, yeah, I know that there's the concert, but which that's not. I mean, that Visha I mean, it wasn't really about it's the, the concert. It's the same time of year as Visha yeah. used to be, so it's technically some parts of it are back, but it's not Visha. No, and they've done a good job. I don't of think that it ever will be rebranding it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll ever be back. <laughs> Probably not. At least not not in the next twenty years, at least. No, no, we need to get everybody out of there. Yeah, need to re, kind of recycle the yeah uh, the the crop i don't know how to mm -hmm. put that, how to how to word that generation yeah I guess. generation get get on to the next generation um all right so then sunday kick the crap out of southern yeah i didn't get to watch that game but obviously i saw highlights of uh halliburton's big night yeah obviously i think tyrese is like the only interesting to talk thing to talk about um it sounded like game. it sounded like shayok had a another big scoring night yeah he played good and, and he, then, played, he played like Maryland's played all year. And then from what I gathered, talking to the guys in my office who also watch Iowa State basketball, it sounded like Jacobson maybe had not quite a good performance as he's had. No, I, he wasn't quite on the same level, but I mean, you just, you know, I, I don't know. Even when, he it doesn't, even when he doesn't play very well, he's just like, he's, he's still okay. fine, you know, yeah. still fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I think that this game against Drake on Saturday will be uh, – kind of our first little look at what this team's actually going to end up being. Yep, getting Wigginton and yeah. theoretically both yeah, back. Hopefully both back. Um what do you think they're going to do with the the starting lineup? Let's start there. Yeah. Um, do you think they take Tyrese out? That's a that's the tough one. Okay, it's, no, let me put it this way. I they will take Tyrese out. I know that. Yeah. Do you think that they should take Tyrese out? No. I have to say I agree with you. I think Tyrese should stay in the starting lineup. I think he's outplayed Nick Babb to this point. And as much like I I know some people really dislike the way that Nick Babb plays and it for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's just because he comes out as kind of like a passive guy every now and then. Mm -hmm. But I think that Halliburton has definitely, regardless of your bias beforehand, outplayed 
Nick Weatherbab so far this season. Yeah, I, I I think that he's just been better between the two of them. Not mm-hmm. not that Nick shouldn't get a lot of minutes because I still think Nick's good. He's oh, a yeah. guy who brings a lot to the table. Definitely. He's still a good distributor. He's very solid. Um, but yeah. we've also seen Steve Prohm stick with Daryl Bowie for way too long. Don't don't tweet at me again, Daryl, please. <laughs> uh, that was one of the best, best Twitter moments. We've seen that happen. And when it was a lot clearer that someone needed to leave the starting lineup then. Yes. So he's, he's been known to stick with those guys. Uh, even when there might be someone that probably that deserves to be in the starting lineup. So, yep. and I, and the thing is, I can't imagine Tyrese will have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. I think he'll still play a lot of minutes, but he's just put himself in a position where it's hard to take him off the basketball court. You yeah. know, he just makes plays and he's so solid, especially well, as a freshman. Well, and what's crazy is that a lot of the assists that he gets, it's not like he's the primary ball handler all the time. No. You know, he gets his assists off like secondary actions and stuff like that. And in yeah. transition, it's like the thing I tweeted out yesterday. He's got 24 assists and one turnover in transition mm-hmm. this year, which wow. is, which is amazing. Unreal. unreal yeah. You know? Cause that's usually a time that you could like realistically turn the ball over half the time. Yeah. And obviously, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the kid, he needs to keep playing because I'm interested to see how him and Lindell can play alongside each other because mm-hmm. I think that he, does not need to score to yeah. make a huge impact on the game, mm-hmm. you know? And I think having both Nick Babb and uh, Halliburton, like, emerging as both solid players like they are, it gives more leeway to allow Wigginton to really play the two, which I think is his natural spot in college. Yeah, well, in college, but he's going to... he In the NBA, he's eventually going to have to They want him to guard. play the point guard, and that, that's the problem. I know, but that's the thing, because I, I would... At this point, wouldn't you agree that both Halliburton and Babb would be better off running the point for Iowa State? Than See, a, than and it's going to come down. This is what this is like a big question for the coaches that are at the schools like Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's the one that I think really comes to mind to me because of Miles Bridges, where last year Izzo let him play a lot on the perimeter and play the three, mm-hmm. and that's because that's where he was going to play as a professional primarily and um it came down to what's best for the kids future yeah and what is best for the team yeah right now today and that's where you kind of have to decide what you are as a program yeah and it's like are we gonna do what's best for the team and for the program or are we gonna do what's gonna make someone look the best for the professional scouts yeah and don't get me wrong i think that lindell will play some point at some points and especially like if both you know Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah. Both those other guys are off the floor. But I would think that if they're all on the floor at the same time, then at least for Iowa State, it would make more sense to have Lindell off the ball. But at the same time, I do understand your point where if Prome is trying to get him as ready for the NBA as possible, then he will need to get some run at point. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like I said, there's it's all like a philosophical thing. Yeah. And maybe Prome won't play him at point guard hardly at all. You know, yeah. the one thing that, that they've got right now is that they've got a bunch of different guys who can handle the ball and like can be playmakers for people. Yep. I think as much as anything, what the NBA wants to see from him is just improved decision making. Yep. You know, he can't turn the ball over as much as he did last year when he's in that primary ball handling role. Yep. And that'll be one of the, the biggest questions, I think, that he'll be 
forced to answer. Mm-hmm. All right. We got anything else that you want to talk about right now? Uh, not off the top of my head. Do you have any mailbag questions this week? You know, I do. We have a lot of... You had some interesting questions that came in. I did. I always, I always laugh at some of the questions because <laughs> some of them are just like... Really goofy. Well, they're not goofy, but they're so... You even said in the, like in the, uh, the thread when you started it. Oh, you're yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't want questions of this type. And then some of them are just like... Someone asked you if you thought Nico Medved was going to turn it around to Colorado State, and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out if they were be, like being serious. Or I not. didn't see that, but they're probably not being serious. Right, and I, <laughs> I was hoping not. I was like, man, I don't. I can't imagine Fitz is paying much attention. I, to- I have not paid one ounce of attention to Colorado State basketball. This yeah, year. there was another one that I read. Oh, it's like one's about recruiting, where it's like. Uh, asking yeah. you for your like insight on recruiting, and I'm like, man, I don't know if this like this is the it's like these people have never read the mailbag no you know and that's uh again i very very loosely follow iowa state recruiting like i know kind of generally who they're after and all that but i'm not i'm not like on the beat like you or anything well and that's what you wrote in there you're like anything that i tell you on some of this stuff is going to come from chris or jared like it's not coming exactly. from me i yeah. don't i like you know this is not my job i'm just here to do this fun mailbag and exactly. you guys are all asking for these super serious questions yeah so that again i feel bad for skipping over some of those questions because obviously it would be great to answer them and like have those be involved but at the same time no i'm not the guy who's going to give you those answers yeah so yeah. but let me uh do a little bit of skimming here Let's can we talk about couple. the the urinal thing yeah sure that's actually a good that's a good idea okay so this all this came back up again this week it this did. this was in last week's mailbag tell us tell so us what the the general idea from what it was. from last week's mailbag the the question was what is urinal etiquette for when someone's trying to start a conversation with you like do you what 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 do you do when you step to the urinal basically you don't talk to other people like you keep right. your head straight you you can't turn your head to either side you just have to stay there you can only look down or straight forward and get your business done walk out of there these lines are most heavily blurred in bars if I don't yeah know. yeah because once people get a little loopy then they start yeah. you know crossing the line right then they there's there's no holds barred people are going to start conversations regardless of where you exactly. are exactly and i think that kind of plays into what the follow-up i believe was was that what happens when someone does start talking mm-hmm. to you or what happens when you carry out a conversation that eventually where you both end up at the urinal yeah I, my thing with, okay, if you've started a conversation and then you end up at the urinal, I'm going to assume that at that point, you know that person. Yep. And then it's a, it's a little different, you know? Yeah, it's different than small talk. Right. If it's just like some random dude and he starts talking to you, it, it to me, they say you don't just ignore them. No. You know, but you do everything that you can. One, to make it clear that you think that they are overstepping their bounds yeah by not like blatantly saying that and two you do everything you can to get that conversation over as quickly as possible yeah you reply with one or two word answers correct basically yeah and i feel like if it's your friend and you're having a good conversation you can both go to the urinal obviously try to avoid being right next to each other if you yeah can. yeah but then everything else applies you have to keep your head straight forward you can continue talking but you cannot look to either side like you can use your mouth, but you cannot use your eyes. One of the most awkward things is like if you are at the urinal and two people walk in and then they are on either side of you and yeah. then they talk across you. Oh, that's the And worst. you're like, you're kind of just like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm here. I, I can't get out of this situation. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, uh, don't mind me. Yeah. So. But no, I, I felt like we needed to address that because it was just. Yeah, that's, it, a, that's a good one. And I, I, it's, it's always intriguing to me how much people want to talk about bathroom stuff. Yeah. Like even outside the mailbag. People always get involved in like the poop threads that come up <laughs> randomly on Cycle Fanatic. There was one day where there was a whole thread that was about the what was wrong with the toilets on campus. Yeah, it was started by supposedly a girl, I think. 
She had a she had a, a feminine looking profile picture. I'm not sure if it was actually a girl though. It could have been a boy for all we know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, another one that was back in the day was do you front or do you wipe from front to back or back to front? And there's an obvious clear answer. Is it? I don't want to say the wrong one now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, don't, I'm, I had to think about this for a second, but I, I believe the the correct answer is you wipe from front to back. I was going to say it's front to back. You right? don't want yeah. to you don't want to drag things forward. You yeah, want to, you want I was going to say it's away. front to back, but I yeah. I was just like thinking about everything that I know with my wiping mechanics. Yeah, uh, and I didn't want to misspeak there either. Yeah, because no, I could. You're, I could you're get, right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was there was another one in there that oh uh it, whether you fold or crumple toilet paper was another one yeah why do you take the time to fold it like you're just gonna throw it in the toilet anyway yeah but I feel like the people who fold it because I I feel like I'm not like very consistent with how classy how classy of a pooper are you I'm I'm not I mean I just get it done that's what really I'm saying to, I'm saying <laughs> like I'm just saying if you're out there folding your toilet paper like how classy do you think you are while you're taking it done I see I think there's value in folding it just because that you know that there will be a specific amount of layers and you won't like slip through the cracks just don't buy a cheap ass toilet paper and you won't have a problem I mean yeah that's a thing because if you have one ply toilet paper you definitely need to get some layers between your finger and everything else because <laughs> the last thing you want is stuff on your finger that's the worst that's fair yep all right so we've got a competition that we're gonna do here when we uh when we come back we're not gonna do hot and not this is two weeks in a row isn't it two weeks in a row and uh that's fine with me because i think we're gonna spend a decent amount of time on yeah on this i think segment. we're gonna take some time on this all right we'll be right back you're listening to stands and fits presented by the professional mba program the ivy college of business at iowa state on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now, and I gotta tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago, and I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seen or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to Contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out DesMoinesEyeCare.com or AmesEyeClinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you. Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. Hey guys, it's Williams here. On the podcast, on our radio shows, we talk a lot about point spreads, you know, all that stuff. To be honest, I'm not a big better, but I'm really just fascinated by that industry And I want to recommend a service to you guys today if you're interested in that sort of thing. MyBookie.ag is the website. If you join right now and if you give them our promo code, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. This is a really good deal. Our promo code is 2427. Again, that promo code is 2427. They have live in-game, live betting. They're in the business for you Fantasy guys out there, you can bet over-under on fantasy points for players. There's all sorts of really cool things. MyBookie.ag 
Again, that promo code is 2427. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Hello, Fanatics. This is Chris Williams. There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatics sent you. All right, so explain to me exactly what we're going to do here. Okay, so... The idea I came up with, since we both finished the season tied in our underrated underdogs picks, Mm -hmm. I figured we could go through and draft every bowl game to have like in our our, in our own arsenal of underrated underdog picks. So basically, we go one by one, each pick in, and whatever games you pick, you get those underdogs, and if your underdog wins, you get a point. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't. The thing I didn't really come up with is who gets the first pick. How I we was gotta, just gonna say how we gotta I, determine. This? I was gonna look and see if I had a coin that we could flip or something. Okay, that would be good. Uh, and then um, I believe I told you this morning that there were thirty nine, but somehow I counted forty when I was putting this together. All so right. Well, hopefully we don't tie. No. Um, and then there is one game that everywhere is considered a pick 'em, and I figured that if you you if you pick that game, you also have to pick the winner. Okay. Sounds good. All right, we're going to flip this. Uh, is that like an old SD card? Yeah, this is a broken SD card. All right. Um, so what? So do you, do you want the... I, I don't need that anymore. Do you want the sticker side or the non-sticker side? No, you can call it in the air. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Sticker side. Oh, uh, uh, yes. So you got first pick. Give me the number one pick. All right. <laughs> so um, I believe there's 40, 40 bowl games. Um, I have them in order of... Uh, Least amount of spread to most amount of spread. With the number one pick in the stands and fits, underrated underdog draft, Jared selects Iowa State University plus three and a half against Washington State in the Alamo Bowl. Okay, so are you pandering to our base or is that like you're legitimate? You think Iowa State's going to beat Washington State? I know how to make sure everyone likes me. (laughs) All right. There we go. That's my pick. All right. Good pick, good pick. All right, so since you've gotten that out of the way, I think I'm going to go with Syracuse plus one and a half versus West Virginia. And I feel like I'm doing that because, again, Will Greer will not be playing for the Mountaineers. Man, I'm surprised that that line is that small, honestly. the uh, It was plus seven Syracuse until Greer announced that he was not going to be playing. Yeah, okay, that's playing. fair. So that's my first pick. That's a pretty good pick. Thank you. Um, hmm. I will take Man, I can't even believe that some of these are kind of goofy. Um, yeah, I know. There are some really there are some teams that I have never once considered. That's what I'm saying. I've never even like thought about some of these schools. Mm-hmm. Um give me Wisconsin plus 4 versus Miami. Wisconsin plus 4 versus Miami. So what do you like about Wisconsin in that matchup? In the matchup? pinstripe bowl. Um well, 
Wisconsin won the matchup between the two of them last year. Uh, neither one of those teams, I think, will be overly interested in the fact that they're there. Mm-hmm. And I think it, the fact that they're playing in New York uh, benefits Wisconsin over okay. Miami. So there you go. There's my... That's true. I don't, see, I don't foresee Miami fans traveling north to go be in the snow in, no. the, in the pinstripe bowl. And I would think that Wisconsin will just handle that better than what Miami will. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, my second one, I'm sticking with the ACC here. I'm going with Duke plus three and a half against Temple. I, I really, I, Duke was one of my um, hits earlier in the year for underrated underdogs. So mm-hmm. I'm sticking with them. I think they're going to, they're going to pull off the upset. That's an interesting pick because uh, I'd be interested to know whether or not Temple's coach will be coaching them. So there you go. In there's the bowl a, game. There's another going reason. to Georgia Tech. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I didn't even realize that. And I, I, that's why I, hmm. I, I picked that game. So. All right. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Northwestern plus seven versus Utah in the holiday pool. Ooh. So you just like you just think Northwestern is a better team there. Or do you think Utah's overrated? I just think that that's uh, I mean, Northwestern was figuring out ways to beat people all year long. I don't know how good Utah is. I don't think that they've got a great offense. Uh, defense is good. Okay. I, I think Northwestern will do enough to be able to get a win. Okay. That's All a right. holiday bowl, right? Uh, ye- Let's see. It's on the back of our sheet here. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the holiday okay. bowl. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because yep. that's where Iowa would have gone had yep. they not gone to the yeah. Outback Bowl. Okay. Um, I'm going to go down the sheet here since you're kind of getting down there a little bit. I'm going to go UCF. Damn, that was going to be my next one. Yep. Too bad. I'm picking the Knights, Golden Knights to... Pull off the upset. Continue the winning streak over LSU. And let's see. Which bowl is that? I got to double check. That is the... No, I can't find that's it. The, that's the Fiesta Bowl. Yes, it is on January yeah. 1. Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yep. UCF. Um, okay. I'm going to take... I'm going to take uh, Texas. Plus eleven against Ooh. Georgia. Really? So you think uh, you think Texas is a little underrated then? I think this has more to do with uh, with Georgia. Okay. So close to making the college football playoff, and they're not going to be inspired. Uh, and yeah, now they're going to be pissed off. They're like, man, why didn't like what do we have to play for? Yeah. You know, why it's, do we have to go play in the Sugar Bowl? It's going to be a real lame consolation yeah, bowl game. Exactly. So yeah, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Longhorns in that one. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to pick. Let's see. All right. I'm, I'm going to do a, a Big 12 program that's on the rise. I'm going to go with Baylor plus three and a half versus Ooh. Vanderbilt. I know. I don't like Baylor, Ooh. but I do think from a strictly football perspective, they are improving. And I do think that Vanderbilt isn't that great, even though they're in the SEC. So I think I'm going to go with Baylor here. Sorry. Baylor should never have been selected for anything ever again. I know. All right. I like to win though. So that's why I do these things. I'm just going to like, I'm going to steal the whole middle of the sheet. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to take Arizona state plus four against Fresno state. All right. Because you know why? Why? You know what you do in the game of football? You play to win (laughs) the game. All right. Arizona state will play to win the game. Come out and get the win over the Bulldogs in whatever mid-tier bowl game this is between Fresno State and Arizona State. All right, all right. I'm going to figure out what it is. (laughs) 
Okay. Where they're playing. Uh, oh, man. That is the... There's some really the weird hell? bowl game names. That's the Las Vegas Bowl. Nothing says Las Vegas like Bulldogs, Sun Devils. <laughs> nice. Um, I think the next, the next one I'm just going to pick, not even based on the teams, I just want to pick my favorite bowl name. Uh, which is the Gasparilla Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm going with South Florida plus two and a half points versus Marshall. Okay, that's there you the, go. That's the only thing I'm picking this game on. That's a weird. That's a weird line too. I would have thought South Florida would be. Yep. Favorite in that one. All right, let me look at these names here a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take Purdue plus three and a half against Auburn. I like that pick. Uh, in Nashville. Auburn preseason top 10 team, same kind of thing. Got a coach. I don't know how much they all believe in their coach down there in, uh, in Alabama. They're going to some crappy game in Nashville. Yeah. Purdue is just happy to be in any kind of bowl game whatsoever. They, their coach is coming back. Got a lot of momentum in that program. Boilermakers uh, win easily as three point three and a half point Ooh, underdogs. Win easily. You're going there. There you go. I do like that. And I think that there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of SEC love in these lines. You, yeah. you can tell there's a lot wow, of shocker. SEC favorites. Yeah. Shocker. And they always seem to do like 500 in the bowl games anyway. Yeah. So there's going to be a few upsets yep. scattered here and there. All right. As I continue to just own the middle of the <laughs> paper we've got here. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of go based on your letdown um, logic. I'm going to go with Washington plus six and a half versus Ohio State. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, sure, I'm just. I'm gonna let you rethink this one. Nope, I am 100 positive on this one. This is Urban's last game, bro. Dude, no. It's not Are you sure? Head. I'm sure. All right, man. That's all you. You you got it. It's all me. What do you think about that situation with Urban? Um, about Ryan Day taking over. Yeah, I think it's total. You can just tell that he was forced out. It's yeah. not it's not him going on his own terms. Uh this has probably been agreed upon at the beginning of the season. Just wait until two years from now when Brian Kelly gets fired at Notre Dame for <laughs> uh for not living up to expectations and then Urban's back. Yeah. He's back, folks. Yep. He'll 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 have gotten over all of his health concerns. He will be ready to go. Yep. All right, you want me to shock you with another one? Uh I do. Go all the way to the bottom. Okay. Oklahoma. I see I was gonna pick plus these guys eventually. 14. In the Orange Bowl against the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's a, cool, that's a good pick. And that's only because I know that that offense is going to be – I mean, I know that offense is good. I think they're both going to put up a lot of points. I, I don't see – I wish that this was whether or not they cover because mm-hmm. I, oh. I don't see any way that Alabama covers 14 points. But I think no. that Oklahoma – of the two, Oklahoma and then Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I would give the Sooners the best chance to win. And I do in think, my opinion, I, I would agree with you. And I do think that Alabama, they haven't played an offense near as good as Oklahoma no, this year. No, so exactly. They're, they're going to be a little bit shell shocked, I think, and especially it, in the first half. And as Jeff Woody put it up yesterday on football and random things, uh, what kind of teams have always given Alabama the most trouble? The ones with a quarterback that can run. Oh, and what 100%. can Kyler Murray do? Run. <laughs> he can run with the best of he them. He can do it all. Yeah. And I, the, the whole the whole Heisman uh, like revenge kind of thing. Is, is overblown, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think so, because Alabama 
They're going like, to oh, they're, they manufacture a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> See, so gonna, you know that they're going to like Nick Saban's going to pull some crap like nobody believes in us. They didn't even think our quarterback's the best. I mean, I'm sure they'll use it as motivation, but I don't think it's going to be enough to like make them eviscerate Oklahoma like no, everyone seems to think. No, like. absolutely not. No. And obviously Alabama's defense is much better than Oklahoma's, but at the same time there's another side of the ball as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. anyways. All right, so you went with the bottom. I think I, I should go to the bottom, uh, near the bottom as well, just to keep things fair here. I will go with Oklahoma State plus seven and a half versus Missouri. I was looking at that one earlier. The only reason I didn't take it, and I, the reason I assume that that line is so big, is uh, the Justice Hill thing. Yes, and I, but the thing is, I think their their backup running backs are serviceable. It's kind of like a David Montgomery, yeah. Iowa State situation. Yeah. There's obvi- there's an obvious talent drop, but it's not like massive. They'll be fine. Um, I'm going to take Florida plus seven and a half over Michigan. Okay. I mean, the motivation thing comes into play here. Mm-hmm. Has Michigan really ever played well in bowl games under Harbaugh? I can't, um, I can't remember. I don't really follow Michigan football that closely. Yeah, so so I, don't, I don't think that they have. But I do I think remember, you're right. I remember correctly. The end of the season loss to Ohio State probably really discouraged yeah. them. So Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, I already can see how this is going to go and which game is going to end up being the last pick. <laughs> which <laughs> one of us is going to be forced to take them. We're not oh, gonna, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it later. Oh, we'll 100%. Talk about it later, 100%. Yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I will go with Pitt. Plus six and a half versus Stanford. Okay. You were a big Stanford fan during the season. I, yeah, I they, kept, you, they kept screwing me over. Yeah, so I'm going to go against them yeah. because I think that they will let everyone down who's betting on them. I'm going to take... Um, man, I don't know. Uh, we're, getting, we're starting to get down to the, the ones that you're not really that confident in. Yeah. Uh, I'll take... I will take uh, crap. Um, <laughs> Northern Illinois plus two and a half against UAB. Northern Illinois. Oh, they're up there. UAB is a heck of a story. I didn't really want to take that one that bad, but there's other ones that I. I mean, if I'm gonna look at all those crappy games, I'm then I'll take that one. Where's that game at? That's pretty early on. It's got to be at least. Yeah, it's the Boca Raton Bowl. There you go. UAB is a hell of a story, though. Didn't have a program two years ago. Now they're back in a bowl game. That's right. Good for them. Way to go, good, UAB. Good for the Blazers. We hate you, though. Yeah, we hate you. Secretly hate you, but good job. All right. I'm going to go all the way to the top. I'm going with the Pick'em game. Okay. And I have to declare my winner for this game. And I'm going to go with Cal. And I'm going with Cal over TCU because I don't think I still don't think that TCU is that good. And I think that I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe one of my picks during the season was, again, Cal. And they got me one of my original underrated underdog wins. So you could be right. I don't remember. Okay. So I, I'm going with them out of loyalty. I hardly ever even remember who we picked once Saturday comes, <laughs> let alone who we picked like six weeks afterwards. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Kevin, and then I'll circle. Cal. Um, give me Eastern Michigan. Wait, where's this game at? The Camellia Bowl. What's yep. that? No idea. All right, give me Eastern Michigan plus one and a half <laughs> against Georgia Southern. Eastern Michigan. So have you watched either of those teams play this year? I watched Eastern Michigan beat uh, beat Purdue in like week two. 
That's right. I forgot that happened. Former Drake coach Chris Creighton, the head coach there at uh, at uh, at Eastern Michigan. The more you know. The more you know. So you saw Drake. I heard a story once that he used to bark at recruits when they'd come in. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like in person? Yeah. No, like on the phone. Like if they called him to commit, he'd bark at him. That's weird. Yeah, like a, like a bulldog. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I think I'd decommit if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, ah, <laughs> I wish he hadn't done that. Yeah, not, not for me. All right. I'm going to go with... Oh, man. Some of these are tough to pick. Um... You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Notre Dame versus Clemson. I'm going to do it. I just think that... I do think that Clemson will win the game, but on the off chance that everyone thinks that Clemson's going to win the game and they lay an egg, I'm going with with Notre Dame for that reason. Okay. Um, Man. Give me Louisiana Tech plus one against Hawaii. It is the Hawaii Bowl, but... That's kind of why I'm like, why why would Hawaii even care? Yeah. You know? Does it, okay. I thought this game was usually on New Year's Eve, but apparently not. No. It that, used to be. That's a tough one, though, because obviously you got to you have to get adjusted to the time difference if you're from the mainland. But it's like in the middle of the day. Yeah. In Hawaii time. And it's like a normal time game. At so night. That, would be, yeah. that would be later in the day for us, right? Yeah. It's like it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Normal time. Gotcha. So it's not really any different. Mm-hmm. It's just light out instead of being seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being dark. Oh, another one. I was actually going to pick this fairly fairly early. I'm actually surprised I forgot about it. I'm going Troy plus two and a half versus Buffalo. Okay. Obviously, Buff- uh, Buffalo's a good team. Buffalo's a good team, but uh, Troy has held their own against some really big big name teams. You might be you might be aware of a team they beat this year. Tro- oh. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, didn't have their starting I'm, quarterback. I'm obviously referencing Nebraska. Didn't have the starting quarterback. So but, okay. Yep, yep. I'm going. I'm going with Troy. Uh, I will take Nevada plus one and a half versus Arkansas State. Okay. Anyone listening, hopefully, can figure out what my strategy has become. With well, three consecutive one-point spread games. Yeah, you're you're just taking all the taking all the easy ones at the top. Yeah, I'm just doing. taking all the small spread games where it's just like, oh yeah, that one. Feels like it's basically a pick, so I'm it, just it could take be that one. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't let you get away with all the all these easy ones, so I better pick one from near the top as well. Um, Michigan State's terrible. There's no way they beat Oregon. Um, where's the first responders bowl played? I don't know. I I should have put locations on my on my sheet, but I only put. The Why name the, the hell bowl. do they have a first responder bowl? I don't know. I like that who name, paid though. for that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with. Houston plus three versus Army. Obviously, it's going to be tough to prepare for the triple option, but terrible pick. But I'm Fitz, doing it. Let it. Let the record show. Fitzy does not support the troops. <laughs> let the record show. Uh, I love the troops, but I am picking against their football team. I'm just saying, let the record show that Fitz doesn't support the troops. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to take Minnesota plus three and a half against Georgia Tech. No way. Not in Paul Johnson's last game. You know where they play that game? Where? Detroit, Michigan. Okay, maybe that might swing it. You think that the, fo- the folks from Georgia Tech are going to be thrilled <laughs> about being in Detroit on... Uh, what day is that? I just saw it. On December 26th. So that's that's Wednesday, right? Yeah. No, I don't think they'll be... I don't think the, the fans will, but the, the team will be up for it. That's I'm a sure bad thing. they pick. will be thrilled to bad be playing pick. their final game in... Uh, <laughs> it, or Paul Johnson's final game in Detroit, Michigan. 
All Sounds right. great. Let's see. We got some big spreads left. Maybe I should go down a ways. Okay, another another game I'm picking just because of a weird, wacky reason. I'm going with Alcorn State plus seven and a half versus North Carolina A&T. Know nothing about either team. I don't think that's even like actual bowl game. Is it? I it think was, that's like one of the that's like their the SWAC championship game. But whatever, oh, we'll it? pick it. We're, we'll, we'll pick we're it. rolling with it. Yeah, we'll you got it. it. I it actually was, thought about taking it. Okay, earlier. it was if 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 it was not if it is not a real bowl game, then it, blame CBS because that's where I referenced all these games from. It was on like a CBS article about. Well, I think the both of those teams these. are in FCS, so I don't really know where that came from. Well, you got it, man. I got you. it. It's all me. Pretty sure that's the game where they have the bands and everything. You know, like the. Have you ever <laughs> seen the movie Drumline? I have. Yes, it's a great movie. All-time classic. Is that... Let's see. That was... Uh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. That's yep. what I was looking for. Yep. yep. Phenomenal. Cinematic classic in, in the history <laughs> of America, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to take, in a rivalry game, in the Cure Bowl... I think that's what it is. I don't know what the Cure Bowl is. Give me Louisiana plus three and a half over Tulane. So that's Louisiana Lafayette. If I if the Raging Cajuns, isn't it? Yeah, it used to be Louisiana Lafayette, but now it's just Louisiana. I think I miss Louisiana Lafayette, man. Those are the golden days. The Cajun over the wave. The Raging Cajuns. All right, that was the twenty seventh overall pick. So we, what we have thirteen or twelve left to pick, something like that. Three. Starting to get down there. I only see a few more near the top. So yeah, twelve left. I only see a few more near the top, so I better go up there and grab one of these. I'm going to go Boston College, plus three versus Boise State. I think this is the one that, yeah, this is that first responders pool. I don't, I don't trust that one. I don't know where I don't know where that's played. I don't know who sponsored it, uh, and that really alarms me. Well, I, I don't want to know anything about that. I support the troops, and I support the first responders. <laughs> you don't support either one, apparently. I do. Um, I, I very much do, so that's why I'm picking Boston College to win, because it'll be a great game. Man, I'm pissed that you took the Dollar General Bowl. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, that was Troy Buffalo. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm going to take, man, who do we think would enjoy the Bahamas more? Florida International or Toledo? Toledo. All right, I'm not going to take that. Yeah, one, you, can, you can't pick them because Toledo is going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to the Bahamas. Yeah. Florida International is like, oh, man, we're just going to the Bahamas. I don't know. Dude, I've heard the Bahamas Bowl is actually a phenomenal experience. But at the same time, there are Florida International is already in Florida, which is like a, a budget Bahamas. I, I've read on Reddit before that it's like everybody down there is so loose. You know, they're just like, hey, they got that, come on in. Like they got this, that Jamaican spirit. Right. It's just like, hey, this is a fo- we have a football game today. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on in and watch some football, you know? Yeah. Have they a, said that have you, a good old time. They basically said that you don't even hardly have to have a ticket. Like, you just have to walk up and, like, act like you have a ticket, and they just kind of let you in. Mm. And then you sh- that's just kind of how it goes. You nice. just, like, pick your seat, and it's like, all right, I'm at the Bahamas Bowl now. Now, I, now all of a sudden, I want to go to the Bahamas Bowl. You've me, convinced me. Me, too. I want to go there <laughs> as well. Um, you know, we can, we can go to the, the Battle for Atlantis with Iowa State basketball next year. That's yeah, a, sure. That's the Bahamas. Yeah, we should see if Chris will uh, send us to that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Middle Tennessee. Wait, did you already take them? No. I'm going to take Middle Tennessee plus seven over App State. Uh, Picking against Appalachian State is not a good idea. App State just lost their coach to Louisville. Not concerned. There we go. Appalachian State. Scott Satterfeld's out. And the uh, Middle Tennessee State. Blue Raiders, isn't it? Blue Raiders are in with a victory in the, which bowl game was that again? 
That was the uh that was uh <laughs> the New Orleans Bowl. Yep. All right. So we're starting to get so we have like a bunch in the middle and then like none at the top, just a few at the bottom. Um I'm going to go with Nah, I can't pick against Memphis. Memphis is a good team. I will go with Virginia Tech plus five versus Cincy. Yeah, that's the one I was kind of looking at too. Um, I think both of those teams are pretty good, but I do think that Virginia Tech, if they play well, then they could beat the Bearcats. I'll bounce right quick right there in that same range. NC State plus four and a half over uh, Texas A&M. Dave Doran. Going against the SEC again. Going against the SEC again. Jared, NC State. All right. So I think I think we're down to eight picks left, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I will go with... I'll do it. I'll go with Western Michigan, plus 12 versus BYU. I'll go down to the bottom. The second largest spread of this entire thing. Um, Good luck, Broncos. Yeah, that's all I had. That's all I would have had to say. Good luck, Broncos. All right, I'm taking Virginia plus four against South Carolina. Okay. I really like those spreads between three and a half and four. I've got you one, do. Two, You've got a three, ton in a row, right five, there. Five, six, seven, eight, eight of the ten that are between three and a half and four. After we're done, like I should add up the the total or eight amount of, of between three and a half and four and a half. The total amount of spreads that like that we each picked, and just see who has more risk going yeah, on here. Yeah. It, it's probably gonna be pretty close, in all honesty. Um, for my next pick, I will, since I just went all the way to the bottom, I'm gonna go all the way to the top and take the, the smallest spread left. I'm going to go with San Diego state plus three versus Ohio. Can't pick against Frank Solich. <laughs> Too bad. I already did. Just like the epitome of, uh, consistency. He is. He, he seems like he's always in a bowl game. Yeah. No doubt. I'm going to take Seth Luttrell in North Texas over Utah state. Another team that just lost their coach. Seems like a lot of teams have lost their coach already this year in bowl season. Shocker. It's almost like that happens every year. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're making fun of me, Jared. I was just trying to make a point. Man, there's that one game that no one wants to pick left. Um, I'll go with Kentucky plus six and a half versus Penn State. Benny Snell. Big Benny Snell fan. Okay. I do think Penn State's a really good team, but you never know. (laughs) Where are we at here? We got FIU. So, yeah, we've got Michigan State, Wake Forest, FIU, and another team that shall not be named. I'm going to take... Man, I'm going to take FIU. So, you're doing it. You're going against Toledo and the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, I'm rocking with the Bahamas. Okay. So, that leaves three left for me to choose from. Michigan State, Wake Forest, or the Hawkeyes. I will go with Wake Forest. I really think that Memphis is going to win that game, but whatever. Wake Forest, I like them. I'm taking Michigan State. (laughs) So you're leaving me. You got him. To be the bad guy. That means I must take in the last pick of the Stanley Fitz underrated underdog bowl draft. I am taking the Iowa Hawkeyes to defeat Mississippi State in the Outback Bowl. Congrats, man. I don't feel... I'm happy for you. I am not happy at all that I am stuck with that. 
We all know you're a big hawk. So. I, I hope that I get everything else right but that. Fair enough. All right. Time for some uh, would you rather to close this thing out. Yeah. I got to get this written down on my sheet here anyway. All right. While you're doing that, one between 1 and 250. We will go with 242. <laughs> Make you scroll all the way down. All the way down to the bottom. Yep. All right. 242. Would you rather get... This is a stupid question. Would you <laughs> rather get free unlimited taxi slash Uber rides or free unlimited plane rides? Free unlimited plane rides? Are you freaking kidding Anyone me? Anyone who says they'd rather have free taxi rides for the rest of their lives is an idiot. Yeah, that's not even that's not even a debate. Like, obviously, I would want to travel anywhere in the world for, like, nothing. Yeah. So, let's not even spend any time on that. That's, no, it's so okay. easy. Give me another number. 243. No, can we do 240? Yeah, sure. <laughs> is it really good? <laughs> would you rather be a member of a cult or the leader of a cult? Hmm. Uh... Uh, okay, so if your cult is the kind of cult that's like gonna get gonna go down, you know, yeah. Like if they find out about, that you're in a cult and they don't want you doing cult things, then obviously the <laughs> leader things the leader is gonna be the one who takes the blow. But at the same time, I, I feel like I'd rather have the control if I was in a cult. So I, I will go with I'll be the leader of the cult. That's fair. That's actually a really, actually, like, really well reasoned answer for kind of a crazy question. Thank you. Do you one, do you agree with? Yeah, I'd, with I'd probably say the same. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. One more. I'll make you scroll back up. We'll we'll go with seventy-seven. Why? Well, I, I scrolled right to it. That was actually really good. Yeah. Nice. Would you rather have a lifetime subscription to Netflix or an un unlimited gift card to Starbucks? This is the most basic white girl <laughs> question possible. That's what it is, isn't it? Like they they're, they're thinking white girl. And yeah, like, they must oh. be. Yeah. Um, but the clear answer, in my opinion, is the the Starbucks one. Just because you get you get free food, basically. They don't have food at Starbucks. Yeah, they do. They have what, like, like like croissants and stuff. A croissant, dude. They have they have cookies. They have That's a French ass name. Yvonne. Other stuff like that. And I've told you my my love for cold brew coffee. I could get free cold brew coffee for the rest of my life. It's right up my alley, dude. I will admit that. This this is my basic white girl side coming out. It's the softest answer I've ever heard in my life. Do, so you'd rather have free Netflix? Yeah, I don't drink coffee, dude. dude there's there's other TV that you, you are can watch. soft. You, you could go soft. on YouTube and watch the same stuff you could watch on Netflix. You, you go you can go soft. elsewhere on the internet and find the same stuff. You are this is soft. such an easy answer. You're soft. No, dude, that's what this is. You're that, soft. That was the hardest answer I've probably ever ever answered on this podcast. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Stands and Fits. Next week, we'll do some. It's big five zero. Five zero. We'll do some Christmas theme theme stuff. Yeah. I think we'll give away some Christmas gifts, uh, and we'll figure out some other stuff to do. Probably. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to the professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State for being our presenting sponsor. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Beat the Bulldogs. Peace.